In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to your Friday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan. You have made it through the week. We did it. Oh, my goodness. What a week. So busy. So busy. Um, uh, Listen, this is a Beverly Hills recap, but I got to tell you right up top, this is we'll see what we can make out of this. But it was a really wildly uneven episode, and it felt like just flashback on top of flashback on top of flashback. In fact, they were doing flashbacks of things that were actually in this episode. They've like, they were like, Hey, this is either we're filling time or the audience has such short attention spans. We're going to flash back to something that happened 15 minutes ago. Like, my God, what is this? Is this for people that are just having trouble with like memory loss? I, 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 it was such a frustrating episode and there were times where we were just repeating the same sentiment again and again and again. And like, listen, I thought last week's episode was so funny and, and moving and powerful in certain ways. And it was just a lot of fun to cover and we'll see how this one goes, but like Sutton having to explain that these ashes are not just for Merce, but also for her dad and her husband letting go of all of these things. I mean, which is totally powerful. But when you're hearing it for like the seventh time in a row in the same episode, I'm like, I got it. It's all three. The Ashes, all three people. I've made the connection now. That's right. We've done it. It just feels like they were just trying to fill time. It was it was so you guys saw the same thing, right? And it's so wild because I was watching last night's episode of Real Housewives of Miami and Real Housewives of Miami, if you aren't watching it, it comes on right after Beverly Hills. And it's so good. It's so good. I mean, Gertie got sick on a boat. Lisa Hochstein was fighting with Kiki. Uh, Ad- Adriana Demora was performing at uh, Mexico's Gay Pride Parade. Um, and it, it was just, it had everything. And I, uh, the women, oh, by the way, if you saw the Real Housewives of Miami uh, ladies, their reunion looks, like, this is a cast. I feel so bad that it does not get the same viewers yet that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills does, because I think they are just far outdoing Beverly Hills in terms of everything. I mean, Beverly Hills, these ladies are, you know, it's an all-time favorite franchise, but it's just been a wildly uneven season. We started off so damn strong. We had so many great moments. Name them. 
name them, name them, Kyle, name them. And then the dick riding pants at the Magic Mike show in Vegas. Like we had so many great moments, like even the Mauricio Kyle stuff, which, you know, we're still dancing around and we get like a piece of new information each episode. We had more of Mauricio in the beginning. Love being, love being, come on. And now we just get Erica kind of turning back into the Erica that we know of like, my shit don't stink, y'all. Everybody should apologize to me. I'm Erica Jane. I want to get sexed. I don't know. It felt like a greatest hits episode without the greatest hits. Does that make sense? And you're in beautiful Barcelona. And it was just, I mean, and also Crystal barely in this episode again. Like did Chris, did everything like, is everything back to normal with the blood pressure? Like, I'm just so, I don't know. I felt like this episode was a lot of filler. So we'll see what we can make out of it. Right. How are you guys? Are you good? It's got to be pretty exciting that it's Friday if you're listening to this or if you're listening to this over the weekend. And uh, I'm doing this earlier in the day because I got to go do a Q&A screening where, that I'm hosting later on, which I'm excited about. So I'm trying to get this out of the way early, uh, which is unusual for me. I was up with that uh, Vanderpump Rules recap pretty late last night, and I left very frustrated. I, you know, I'm frustrated with Bravo this last couple of weeks. I don't know why. You know, maybe there's just – are you feeling that a little bit? I just – I want – I think it's coming off the high, high of Scandal, coming off the high, high of Salt Lake City. And then sometimes you got to dig in, you dig in your heels and you're like, okay, we've got a long season of Vanderpump to go. So it's ridiculous to make any kind of like, oh, this show's fallen off because that's ridiculous. It hasn't. I think what's frustrating is that these people on Vanderpump Rules just all hate each other. And I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. And we are so aware of where the cast is now. Uh, after they finished filming months and months ago, we know where they're all at now because they all have podcasts. It's all social media. And, you know, it's it, I sometimes I've questioned this so many times over the years doing this show is that I wonder if Bravo is ever going to make a firm stance in protecting their investments and trying to clamp down on all of this information because it's not really leaks. Nobody's leaking. It's just that we know where they all are because they're talking about their daily lives on their podcast or guesting on their guesting on other podcasts. And it's not even Bravo podcasts like mine that are the issue. It's like these other ones that aren't Bravo podcasts. If, if Bravo would like they they should let more of their cast go on shows like these and tell them to stop going on on a lifestyle podcast where just shit like is just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's weird. Do you feel that at all? I, maybe I'm just, I need to just go outside. <laughs> oh, you guys something so cool happened. Uh, that interview with Olivia Marie Plath from welcome to Plathville people magazine wrote a whole article on it. And it said the name of the podcast and they even, uh, used one of the YouTube clips. Maritza does a great job with like the YouTube, uh, channel and the clips and stuff like that. They even used the, the YouTube clip in the article. And it, I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I try, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a big, um, I don't ever want to get cocky. I don't ever want to ever brag or boast or anything like that, but I got to tell you, and I know it's still pretty silly because who cares? I was pretty dang excited to be in people magazine because that's the, I read people magazine articles all the time. And, and listen, it, it's obviously solely because of the interview subject, but I was just really happy. She was so open with this show and that it got a little notice 
on a big publication like People Magazine. So that was really exciting. Check that out if you get a chance and check that interview out if you get a chance. Okay, enough. Now I even feel now, now I feel like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just kind of boasted. I'm sorry. Uh, uh. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's get into this. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. I wanted to talk about our friend Drake. You know, our friend Drizzy campaign poppy so drake uh we know him as roland jimmy from an iconic tv show of yesteryear but you guys might know him now primarily as a rapper drake and drake you know seems like i mean this guy can't lose (laughs) i mean he can but like this guy i think leaked his own nudes like he there's a video that came out it didn't come out on like blockbuster or like netflix or anything like that uh, it got spread around the internet of him. And by the way, guys, if the kids are around, let's tell them there's adult themes that are about to be talked about. So are they out? Okay, good. Um, Drake, he was like fiddling with himself, his private parts. And that's like, whatever. Um, but the thing is, he's, he's, He's got a big old hog. He's like, I mean, it's like, it's like an anteater down there. It's like Snuffleupagus. It was very, it, 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 I, I've seen, it was very long, uh, thin, but long. And, um, you know, <laughs> sorry, name them. No, I, it was, uh, I was, I was Im- immediately enraged. I was like, ah, oh. and then by the way, it was so great. Cause then I saw a lot of articles pop up that are like, he got a penile implant surgery and I'm like, oh God, give it up. But congratulations to Drake once again for having, you know, a big old thing, a big old John ham hog in there. And of course, like, I mean, just, I just for once want somebody like a big cocky, rich celebrity to have the teeny tiniest wiener. And I know that's so childish and so immature, but couldn't we just once, couldn't it just once it have been like in any, you know, where it was like, I can't even see that thing. And it completely ruins the guy's career where everybody's like, Oh, okay. Now when you're boasting in your rap songs, we know it's all a farce, but no, He's, he's, he's packing. I feel like we're moments away from Drake hanging out with like Tom Sandoval or something like that. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's get into this as always for the Beverly Hills notes. I want to thank Juliana Carosa. She took these notes, uh, and it's got to be really frustrating to type up the amount of flashbacks that were in this episode, episode 15. And I was so bummed at the end of this episode that they didn't say at the end, and on the season finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So that means we probably have like two or three more episodes left. Uh, this episode is called Ashing It Out. Get it? Instead of hashing it out, they did ashing it out because they spread ashes. Ayo. This is the summary that the cable company gives us. Sutton holds a healing ceremony for the group. I want to point out this is the second healing ceremony of the season. The first one with Eagle Woman from the uh, the first episode. Uh, the ladies say adios to Spain with a flamenco dinner. Kyle opens up to Dorit about her relationship. And then previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we had uh, in Barcelona, Spain, Kyle in the Sprinter van. Are you excited to be in Spain? And then we go to the Vida Catalina, where we found out that it was potentially haunted by little people. Um, there was also Storm, the chef, and his dad, Cervase, and Garcelle was lusting after both of them. Like I could see myself being a stepmom to storm. I may need to burp him or breastfeed him. Chill out, Garcelle, keep it in your pants. And then Erica in a scene with the ladies going, 
I would just like to share some happy news regarding the earrings. The district court reverses the bankruptcy court's turnover order. Uh, yeah. So she's, that's her whole bit now, is that there was like a reversal. They, they were going to, uh, there was an appeal that was granted on the $750,000 diamond earrings. And so now Erica thinks she is the most innocent person in the world. Now she thinks everybody needs to kiss the ring again. And I just like, dude, just l- just let the legal process play out, as Erica Jane says. And also, I just, I still, I'm still mad from last week. It's because it's, it's, it, I keep comparing everything to Sandoval because I've just been thinking about it so much. But it's like Sandoval leaning so heavily into still blaming Ariana when it's like, move on, move the fuck on. You want everybody to move on? You do it first. Like, whatever happens, and like, that doesn't mean shit. It just means they're going to rehear the case. And I, at this point, honestly, you guys, I would love to know. All of Erica Jane's finances. I want to know how much she's paying in legal bills. I want to know who's paying her legal bills. I want to know how much she still owes in legal bill. I want to know it all. Like, in fact, if anything, this just makes me question things even more in a sense. Just like take the small victories and just go. Not everybody, there doesn't need to be like a special apology ceremony for Erica Jane. Also, I want to point out that uh, Erica Jane's Bet It All on Blonde, it was a two-night documentary special on Bravo, and now they've switched it to a one-night, two-hour special. So I don't know why they reversed decision and pulled it from two nights and made it just a one-night event. Um, it would be great if it aired like three in the morning. No, I'm actually really excited about this. I'll cover it on the show because I have a feeling it's going to be hysterical because the preview makes it look like it's Madonna's truth or dare. It makes it look like Beyonce's Renaissance film. <laughs> you know, it's like when the, when the, when the, when she thought she was out, she just worked harder. And then Mikey's like five, six, seven, eight, Shamil, Shamazel. It, it, it looks so I don't know. I love when things take itself way too seriously, but I will happily watch. I will watch night of, and I will recap it all for you guys. Um, Then Eric and a talking heads like, in other words, you can't prove that the money that was used to buy my earrings was client money. So they shouldn't have been taken in the first place. So basically she's saying that like, this was Tom's real money that bought the earrings. Like, I want to point out that Erica didn't buy these earrings for herself with her money. Tom bought them, but the argument is Tom bought them with real earned money. And at this point, how could you prove any, like, it just, it seems like a losing battle so much so that it's like, just give up the earrings, give up the earrings. There's going to be another rich man down the line that you can get these earrings from. And at this point, you're risking another rich man coming along because they're going to like, holy shit, she's just really into these earrings. Anyways. uh Erica also saying, I do need you to acknowledge that what I said would happen is happening. And then we have Sutton at the end of last week's episode to Kyle of like, we're going to wear these. Uh, we're going to wear these flower wreaths and we're going to send them off into the ocean with Muss. I say, I say. And the talking head, she's like, I'm going to release Muss's ashes. The other woman, I want them to think about something they need to release to bring us closer together. I say, I say. Um, and then when she was getting ready for the ash ceremony, Sutton is crying. She's like, I'm losing it, Kyle. I'm losing it. Kyle's like, what's happening? What's wrong? I miss Morgan. We see a bright, sunny day in beautiful Barcelona. A jaunty song plays as they show us around the city. 
I knew it was you since the first day that I saw you. And I got places to be. This music actually made me think once again how exciting last night's Real Housewives of Miami episode was. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, the scene opens in Sutton's room at the Airbnb in San Perez de Ribas, Spain, with Sutton and Kyle talking about Sutton's emotional fallout. And Kyle's like, I'm sorry. And Sutton's like... You know, when when I lost my dad's ashes, we, we spread them in Texas, but we we each had a Ziploc and I, I lost mine and I moved so many times after he died. You know, uh, I just I, so basically she's saying she lost her dad's ashes and now she it's not just Merce's ashes in a Ziploc bag. Her dad's ashes were in a Ziploc bag. So it's a comedy of errors over there. And I know this is a very serious topic, but it is it is, like, how do we know Merce's ashes aren't Sutton's dad's ashes? And I just feel like where where could these ashes possibly have gone? Am I going to be at a yard sale one day? And I'll be like, what's this just bag of cigarette ashes? And then I, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I, I can only imagine, like, I'm still stressed out about like certain like pieces of clothing I've lost over the years. Imagine losing one of your family members ashes. Like, I mean, imagine then, like, imagine you get to heaven and you're, you know, whoever's ashes you lost are like, literally, what the fuck? You had one job. You literally lost me. Like, you lost me. Now, in the Catholic religion, I always thought my mom was going to give me some of her ashes. And she was like, no. I was like, I remember she was like, no. Because I guess in the Catholic religion, uh, you need to be, your body needs to be whole. So all of your ashes, like, to be, to get, I don't. I, I don't know the science of the whole thing, you guys. Um, but I was always thinking I was going to get some of these ashes. I wasn't asking for them, but I just expected. And she's like, no. But also, that's just such like a the, the ashes of it all. How do you know all the ashes get into the ash box or the ash Ziploc? I just feel like a lot of these things, you, you know what I'm saying? Um. Anyways, Kyle is being very sensitive to Sutton and going like, your dad's watching over you. 
He's not thinking about that. I kind of, he might actually be thinking about that. And son's like, and Mus and my dad together. It's okay. Well, I also feel like I'm scattering my marriage's ashes. Oh, uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, it's symbolic of a big part of my life. I see. I see. I was so angry for so long about the divorce because it just consumes you. And maybe what's been inside that's been needing to come out. I say. I say. I was watching this and I was like, I bet Sutton has a killer psychic. Like, I bet she has a psychic on her payroll that is like top dollar psychic. You know, you read about these rich people and they always have like intuitive people on their staff. They're like, I have a clairvoyant, like the best clairvoyant in the biz. I was like, Sutton's got to have just probably the best psychic in the world. Like, I just always, I've, I've noticed that with rich people. They're, they're always, I think it's part of it is like, how did I become so lucky? And then they're like, I, I don't know. Let's just ask psychics. I, I don't know. It's got to be so weird to be so well off. Anyways, Kyle gets up, hugs Sutton. So it's like, okay, I won't cry no more. And Kyle's like, it's okay if you cry. The song continues. Glowing, glowing, baby, just glowing tonight. And then we see Trevor, uh, Sutton's bald friend, who is actually, I loved this guy. He seemed like a really cool guy. He's walking up to the villa and into the house. And he's like, Sutton. Kyle's like, I'm going to leave you guys alone. Well, okay, we're going to be very fast. Can I, uh, can I do anything for you? And Sutton's still teary. He's like, because we are on a strict timeline. And Kyle hugs Sutton's like, okay, I'm going to go gather the girls, move them along a little. And we see like all the ladies arriving in the salon. Uh, Sutton's like, okay, okay, Trevor, are you ready? And Trevor's like, yeah, do it. Just do it. And Sutton cringes as she opens the Ziploc and is sprinkling Merce's ashes directly into the box. She was storing the Ziploc in. Um, and Trevor's like, I can't believe this stayed so long, meaning the ashes. I don't think the ashes like get bad. Do they do ashes? Like, I'm not going to even say that anyways. Suddenly, suddenly Sutton hollers. Oh no. Oh no. I'll say, I'll say, cause she accidentally sprinkled some of Merce's outside of the intended box. So now Merce is just at this villa that's already haunted. So potentially Merce is going to be another person that haunts this villa. Sutton takes one hand and brushes the excess off the table. I mean, this is very reminiscent of like a Scarface cocaine night, potentially. Uh, and then she throws a little over her shoulder for good luck. Ah, uh, LOL. No, she adds it back into the box. And Trevor's like, no, don't put it in your hand, son. Oh, it's okay. It's done now. And she brushes the ashes off her hands into the box. Uh, it really is um, a comedy of uh, just... a. Just a lot of comedy. Just a lot of physical ash comedy there. Sutton and her talking heads like, well, this morning I'm realizing I'm not just letting go of Moose's ashes. It's really over two decades of my life that I'm starting to realize I need to let go of, I say, I say. So once again, we get Sutton getting that this is letting go of many things, not just Merce. So that's two times in this episode already. Sutton puts a flower wreath on Trevor going, oh, here, I'm going to adorn you. Thank you, Sutton. Sutton continues in a talking head. So it's my time to release everything. Stand on my own. Be alone. It's completely scary, I say, I say, but I'm strong and I can do it. And I've got a horse named Santos. Trevor enters the salon. Hi, ladies. And they all greet him. And Trevor's like, 
Oh, you guys were fantastic. My friends the other night was so happy to meet you all. And Anna Marie's like, they were so lovely. And Garcelle laughs. Oh, even Erica. We get a flashback to Erica's iconic uh, dinner performance where Erica's like, Mass! Pass! By the way, I don't know if I'd pay like $10 to see Erica perform, but I would pay $10 to see Erica just get hammered and like just do like roasts. Like, Ron, you got big old thighs. You call, God, gee, those are like tree trunks. Ron, thighs, he's gonna die. Garcelle looks at her and looks at Trevor and laughs. And Garcelle's like, especially Erica. <laughs> and then Erica gives like a little side eye. Erica's kind of being funny. You know, she's been funny this whole season. Um, they all laugh. Sutton enters the room wearing her wreaths. Like, oh, sorry, I'm late. We got to go. We got to go. Um, okay, put on your flower, girls. We're going to wear these things. Where's Kyle? Garcelle's like, Kyle went Kyle went to, went to shit in the restroom. And Kyle gets out. She's like, I'm here. I was the first one ready. Don't even start. I wasn't shopping in the bathroom, I swear. Another jaunty song plays. My playlist on repeat. Chef cooking something great to eat. That's literally the lyrics to that song. Like, as a songwriter, do you go, hey, today wasn't that good of a day. I wrote a lyric saying, chef cooking something great to eat. Anyways, the Sprinter winds around this beautiful scenic town. And we see, like, the town. And Anna Marie's like, this is a cute little town. And Trevor's like... There's like a whole gay strip up there with all sorts of gay bars. There's this whole cave that you have to swim to where people go to hook up. And son's like, well, I heard that it's bear week. I kind of like bears. And Trevor laughs. He's like, he's like, oh, I do too. And son's like, well, that might be my type. And Garcelle goes, what's a bear? And then Crystal goes, B-E-A-R or B-A-R-E? Crystal, really? You think they're talking about B-A-R-E's? Bears, my type? Anyways, Trevor's like, B-E-A-R. And then Erica goes, a fuzzy gay man with lots of hair and muscles. (laughs) Erica might be wrong on so many things, but any kind of gay trivia, she's like, yeah, fuzzy gay man. Okay, I'll take a fuzzy gay man for $100, Alec. Trevor's like, exactly. Well, muscle or, and then Erica's like, you can be a muscle queen or you can be a slim bear. Baby bear comes. Pardon me, darling. And Trevor goes, she's good. She's hooked up. And then son's like, or an otter. You can be an otter. (laughs) And then Garcelle goes, Andy Cohen was on my podcast and they show Garcelle's podcast called going to bed with Garcelle. Now Garcelle no longer has this podcast. This podcast was in like, I want to say like 2020, 2021. It's a while back, but it is fascinating that Garcelle, I mean, she should have had the podcast now and reality show podcast really exploded or she should have stuck with hers. There's only like 50 episodes out there, but anyways, Garcelle lets us know, uh, Andy was on my podcast, and I said to Andy, are you a top or bottom? And he goes, I'm a powerful top, Garcelle. Oh, Andy Cohen, powerful top. Let's talk about squash that beef. (laughs) Crystal goes, he said that? And Garcelle goes, 
yeah. And he said, I'll bet you are. And I said, I'll bet you are. And then my friend goes, I'm a blouse. And I said, oh, and we're like a blouse. And he goes, yeah, a feminine top. <laughs> like they're all laughing. It's very, it is actually funny and it's enlightening. Um, but I love that. And, you know, you can just tell Andy is so confident that he is like, he's like, no, I'm a great top. I'm very powerful on a top. Like, let's, let's be honest. Bro. Like, I don't think, I don't, you know, like I, I don't know. And I don't know. And like, I, I have a lot of gay friends, but I don't really ask about these kind of things. And I would, I don't know if like to do a lot of game, like, how do you know what you are? And I know this sounds wildly ignorant and I'm so sorry to any of my gay listeners, but like, do you just know in your heart? Like, is it like fumbling around in the darkness, trying to figure it out? And then like, I would think like maybe I'd be a top, but then at the end of the day, I'm so lazy and I'm just physically not in shape. So that does that mean I'm a, I don't, these are the things that I think about, but anyways, you know, talk amongst yourselves this weekend about what you guys are, ask your families, but it is something that I, I've been thinking about. Also, Andy, are you allowed to talk this way with like em, em, employees? Just got a just got off a call with my boss. He talked about 69ing for 30 minutes. <laughs> Anyways, they arrive at the beach where they're gonna do this thing. They're all wearing their white flower wreaths. And son's like, it's so pretty out here. Oh, this is so cute. Look how cute this is, Anne-Marie says. And son's like, okay, Trevor, don't drop mus. I know. Oh, God. And son's like, he's not in a Ziploc bag anymore. He's in this little boxy thing. And Erica's like, it's a good thing that he's not. And they wind through the streets down towards the water. And there are all these vendors selling little tchotchke shit. And Kyle's like, ah, because Kyle is just like, I mean, she really does have an issue. Like, I think all this marriage shit and the Morgan Wade shit, this is not even what to focus on. Let's look at Kyle's Amex bills. I think there's seriously some kind of weird addiction. It's not drinking or doing anything like that. So I would love, and I would also love to do like one of those pie chart graphs to see how the money uh, spending has increased since she got sober. Anyway, son's like, you, we don't have time for no knickknack shopping. We got to stay on task. And Garcelle's like, I don't know when Kyle and I see little trinkets. We go crazy. We just want to shop. And Kyle is like, it doesn't hurt to grab a little something along the way, does it? Like, do you really need a wooden back scratcher, Kyle? Um, and Kyle's like making a joke. Like, she's like, ah, I'm just going to sit down for a minute while she's checking out the goods. Son's like, well, I see y'all prepping mentally and emotionally for the ceremony. Come on. They descend a little further and they're at the spot overlooking the water. And Son's like, Oh my gosh, it's pretty. God, I'm so nervous about this. And Trevor puts his arm around her. He's like, it's, it's okay. And Kyle's like, this is beautiful. She's probably not even staring out in the distance. She's just looking at those tchotchkes a mile away. Erica slumps up to the group with this kind of like, ah, I got a fun. Ah. Sutton addresses the group. Well, well, thank you all for putting up with me. And she begins to cry. Well, I realized this morning, I'm just not letting Musk go. This is also about my dad. It's been a long time. I say, I say, it's been twenty years, and I have to release that. So now it's the third time in this episode where we are digging into the symbolism. This is for Sutton. We also flash back to Kyle's celebration of life for her friend Lorraine a couple of episodes ago, where Sutton is talking about the death of her father by suicide, 
and how it really affected her. She was a daddy's girl and she never really addressed it as a family. They never addressed it. And I don't know if that's a family thing or if that's a Southern thing, like a Southern pride thing, but isn't it interesting? I think I'm such a Fliberty gibbet with like my emotions sometimes with you guys. But then I was thinking in my real life, I don't go out and talk to people about my emotions unless it's therapy. Cause I guess I do a lot of it here, but like a lot of people are very closed off. A lot of people choose not to like, go through it. A lot of people run from things, right? Like, so I was really thinking about that, how tough that is when real bad trauma happens. And, um, you know, it's so funny. We were sitting with my dad on, uh, Monday night in Columbus and we had gotten back from this really beautiful family dinner and I was working on, uh, finishing up some editing for the next day's episode. And we were talking and, and my dad, you know, still, he, you know, he was just like, you know, we had a couple of drinks and he's like, you know, he, he was like, I'm, I'm sorry, dad, if you're listening, but it, he was just like, I just miss her. He'll, he'll do that a lot. He'll like, I'll miss her so much. And he'll, he'll start crying, you know, and it's really beautiful that he can express that because I gotta, I gotta say, I, I, when growing up, my dad wasn't a crier, not like his son. Um, but I remember one time when his stepdad died, I remember we were, it was a Thursday night in Paradise Valley, Arizona. I remember this. And we were having dinner around the dining room, not the dining room table, but we were eating in the living room, which was odd for us as a family. And I remember him getting the call that his, his, his stepfather passed away. And he said that, and then he just burst into tears. And my mom immediately hugged him. And me and my sister, you know, we were still relatively young. And it was such an odd not an odd, but it was so, you know, when you see your, your, one of your parents cry and it was just so, I just remember that just being so shocked by that. Um, because you don't think of your parents as people, right? Like when you're younger and you only realize that they're, they're people as you get older. Um, and, uh, it's, it's weird. Like I've, I've, uh, yeah, this isn't about me, but I was just, no, but I was, I, I've only cried, uh, I only cried a couple times about mom. Like I'll tear up, but I haven't like had a big, re you know, the biggest release I had in the last was when, uh, Brooklyn passed away our dog. And, uh, it was just so bad. Cause I was in Arizona. I flew out for the day to be with my ex to put her to sleep. And it was really beautiful. And then literally got uh, back on a Southwest flight back to Arizona that night. And it was just so beautiful and powerful and sad. And then I remember in the Uber, um, I was like looking at pictures of her and this poor Uber driver, I was like, ah, 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 ah. and my mom, she wasn't in a good play, you know, cause it was pretty close a couple months away from my mom dying and my mom, you know, her mind wasn't really there. And she was angry that I was leaving to go to see, to, you know, do this with Brooklyn, but her mind wasn't working right. And I remember mom being like, you know, I was just a wreck and I couldn't really show my mom because she was, she was just in a different headspace. And I had to just, and my dad, you know, knew exactly what was going on and felt for me so much. And I had to kind of lock myself in the guest room, not lock myself, but I was in the guest room and I just shut off the lights and didn't make any, you know, like I just, Cause oh god um, okay sorry I don't didn't plan on going that way but it, it, life's weird anyway sun continues or speed <laughs> you get it all on this show folks da, 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 da. 
Anyway, Sutton continues her speech, and I'm going to release that pain that I have. I'm going to release the pain from my marriage. We get another flashback with Garcelle from two months earlier going, how did those dynamics come about? I know Christian, who is Sutton's ex, said, I don't want you to work. And you were like, okay, I'll do that. And Sutton's like, well, yeah, that was the beginning. You gave up your power. Uh Uh-huh. Near the end of my marriage, I got a phone call from Christian, and he said, you need to get an attorney. You're going to get filed with papers today. I did not understand what was happening. I say, I say, I was completely scared, lost. I was in the middle of nowhere by myself. I mean, that's got to be a scary moment, too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Imagine that. Imagine somebody that handles all the financials, the whole life, the kids, everything, a very powerful man. And in a different way that Tom Girardi was a powerful man, Christian is on the up and up, which I always wonder, Christian, you just got to imagine, just shakes his head about this whole experience. I mean, he even has such a good contract with Bravo that they have to blur out his face every time they show a photo of him on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But I just have to imagine he's like, oh, fuck, like when he even reads about Tom Girardi or Erica Jane, you know, he's like real money. Anyways, Trevor is holding Sutton's hand and she continues, we all have stuff in our lives that we hold on to. And I really want you all to do this for me. It's hard. okay?" And then Kyle breaks out of line to hug Sutton, which is like, Kyle, you're so supportive here. But then recently, Kyle just did an interview like a week and a half ago where she was kind of bagging on Sutton in this thing. And I just don't get that. Like, If you're going to be supportive about this, be supportive the whole way through, even after the fact. Kyle and the talking heads like, I think that Sutton has been in a lot of pain regarding her divorce divorce much more so than any of us could have imagined garcelle in a talking head sutton carries a lot and she doesn't always share it with everyone but the christian part of it has always been a really deep sort of anchor so it's great to see sutton let go of that i can relate but my thought process is here do we really let go of anything do we ever really let go or do we just learn to live with it do we just let it scab over and give us a scar i don't know that's what i wonder about sutton finishes well so we're gonna say goodbye i'm gonna let all three go right now And she stands up for a moment and just cries. Sutton in a talking head with tears in her eyes as well goes, well, it's so silly. I just get sad about my divorce. I get sad about dad. I get sad about Moose. And there were really three important men in my life. And I'm about to say goodbye to all three of them. I say, I say, maybe that's not the right word. It's not saying goodbye because they'll always be with us. Maybe it's saying goodbye to the emotional attachment, the negative emotional attachment that it means because you you keep them in your heart, right? Garcelle hugs Sutton. And it's like very like, I love you. I love you too. You're so strong. Sutton turns towards the water and says to Trevor, well, I think we should really throw it out there, though. Okay, do it. And Sutton's like, don't fall, Trevor, don't fall. And Trevor holds on to Sutton's weight as she opens the box with one hand and reaches out to empty it. But just at that moment, a huge gust of wind, which I'm calling Lisa Renna. I've taken the shape of wind. I'm going to blow these fucking ashes all over these bastards. Lisa's back. Anyways, no, it's Gus wind and blows the ashes right back at the ladies. And Sutton's like, oh, good golly. Oh, my God. The wind is blowing that way. Oh, my God. Sorry, girls. Oh, my God. Muss is all over your pusses. Oh, the ladies all hustle out of the way. Kyle runs way up the stairs to a shopping area. Crystal's like, it's all over Garcelle's back. Kyle is miffed, brushing her 
brushing herself off. And Kyle's like, oh, my God, ashes are blowing in my face, in my hair, in my mouth. Garcelle and I talking heads like, it's all over me. My black dress, my hair. This would be a great body switching movie. If for some, I don't know how it would work, but like Garcelle gets murdered on on her. And then all of a sudden she becomes like this great dancer or so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Uh, production gives us this cool little thing where they're watching the scene back with a diagram of an arrow pointing in the direction that the ashes went after Sutton tried to release them, which meant all over everybody. And Eric and a talking head goes, just the idea of it all. I don't know this man. I don't want to taste this man. Well, that's not what I heard. Uh, that's not what I heard your MO is, Erica. You want to taste all the men because you love sexy time. I love dick. Stunton is like, well, I don't know what to do. The wind's blowing this way. What can I say? The way, that's the way the wind blows. <laughs> and Trevor's like, ha, 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 And so it's like, okay, we're going to say goodbye to Trevor. And um, I, I'm, you know what? I'm shocked, though. I'm sho- shocked any, like, Sutton didn't choke on Merce and her tiny little esophagus. Ah. Oh my goodness. Oh, it got in my throat. My esophagus. And Anna Marie's like, uh, that's from ED. What are you talking about? Trevor gives uh, hugs before departing to find uh, the bears in the cave. Uh, anyways, now it's now it's up to all the ladies. They're going to say what they're giving up now, what they're letting go of. So Garcelle's like, what I'd like to let go of is feeling alone a lot, abandonment issues, not having my dad in my life, which I think contributes to how I lead my life. Uh, I'm going to let that go. And she tosses the flower wreath into the water. And Garcelle lets us know in her talking head that her dad left when she was three, didn't come back into her life until she was 14. And she feels like then she met the man of her dreams and she was betrayed by him. And we see flashes of Garcelle as a little girl in pictures. And then also that headline of her husband cheating on her. And she exposed it with a mass email. Garcelle continues in a talking head. I think all of these things add to me being protective of my heart. And if I have to be alone until I find the right person, then I'm willing to do that. But it doesn't mean I don't feel lonely sometimes. Garcelle really is this strong. She's a strong woman. She's a strong woman. And I think she truly is giving herself the best chance. My thought though, is as you get older though, you get so used to living a life solo that it's hard to incorporate somebody else in. Anyways, Crystal steps up next and she wants to leave behind, you know, issues with her brother. Cause her brother's going to move again. And we saw he's going back to Thailand and she's like, I know that he has to get away from me and my mom for a while to start his own life. It's going to be hard, but I know that's what he needs. And she tosses her wreath into the water. And then Anna Marie steps up next. She's like, um, I know I have this very confident exterior, but I still have a lot of work to do to feel like I'm in a peaceful place for myself and for my family. And I want to be happy. And she throws her flowers in. Um, Juliana made the note. She said, Anna Marie didn't get any flashbacks or a talking head on hers. They just kind of let her say it. And they're like, womp, womp. I, this is, I'm Vanderpump is on the brain. Cause I was just like, God, I would love to see Tom Sandoval step up of like, what's up dudes. Um, okay, dude, let's see what I would like to go of, let go of dude. Um, you know, the mistakes I made, but what, you know what, in saying this, I gotta say Ariana's a huge fucking bitch. And the reason why I didn't, <laughs> anyways, Dorico's next. She's like, the putster, the PTSD that I live with. I'm not sure that I can guarantee that I'm leaving it here, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 but I'm certainly going to try. Also, somebody commented, I think, in the Facebook group that my Dorit uh, has now started sounding like Mickey Mouse. And I was like, hell yeah, it does. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. 
Anyways, we get a flashback to that scene earlier in the season with PK. He's like, there are elements that I understand and there's elements that I don't consider a putsta, PTSD. The reality is when, when does I maintenance blend with putsta? And Dorit and the talking head's like, maybe I have to let go of some of the expectations I've had with PK. If I can release all of that into the ocean today, maybe, just maybe I can start to heal in all areas of my life. And Dorit tosses her wreath into the sea. And then Erica steps up. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, I'm here to let this go in representation of all the hurt the last two and a half years and I feel many of you have contributed to. She, she, she just gets it wrong at key moments. It's like, you fucking dork. You should be letting go of Tom Girardi in this moment. Even if you don't meet, you just come off such a, like a goofy weirdo when you do like letting go of the anger you have for all these ladies. How about letting go of like Tom Girardi betraying you? If you truly didn't know what the fuck he was doing, that would be, to use DJ James Kennedy's language, the ultimate betrayal. Who the fuck gives a shit what Sutton says about you because you made fun of Sutton the moment she got on this cast. Anyways, the camera pans to the other ladies' faces and it's kind of become intense and Erica continues... I've turned a new page in my life. I always knew I would. So my heart, my anger, my whole, my old life. And she holds the wreath up, shakes it, and flings it into the water. And um, Garcelle and Italian Head goes, I'm jarred by what Erica's saying right now. If we pain it's maybe showing her the mirror when we felt like she was not compassionate. We got a flashback, more flashbacks to 2021 with three different scenes. You know, it ends with Erica going, there's a place to make people whole, and it's the court of law, not the court of public opinion. Garcelle finishes in her talking head. It's a little awkward. Uh, Kyle's the last to take her turn. She's like, I feel so nervous. Uh, I want to let go of this American Express bill. Ah, no, I want to let go of uh, the guilt that I could have done something different with and for Lorraine, with my sister, with the group, and with the things I've held on to that's hurt me. She doesn't name drop Mauricio in here. I kind of thought she would. Um, she whips her flowers. Uh, and also Kyle could have just let go of all the possessions she's so in need of. Uh, it would be great if Kyle's winning, like she threw a wreath and all of a sudden just delayed. Merce's ashes flew back up on her. Kyle and I talking heads like, it does feel strange being on this trip with these women and not be to sharing with them what is weighing on me so heavily, which is I don't know if my marriage is going to survive. But when I'm ready to share with everyone, I will. What I want to let go of is the uncertainty, worrying about not having answers about what my future holds. Just letting that fear go. Now, Kyle does explain it like I'm not ready to share, but has is anybody ready to share in their real lives and ready to share on a reality show? No, you are coaxed into sharing. And that's what Sutton was trying to do at the beginning of the season. Like, where's that ring from? You go, you, hey, did Mauricio buy you that makeup ring? Come on, say it now. Like. <laughs> My voice is like the sun's becoming like a gravelly bouncer. Come on now, say it, say it. Um, it is, you know, like nobody's ready to share. You're made to share. And I also wonder buying Beverly Hills, which is Mauricio's Netflix show is like, you know, they're having the second season. I wonder if Mauricio has to share any personal little details in his, because he has a lot of his daughters in the show. Anyway, son's like, well, group hug now. Come on now. Come on. I do love you all. Kyle and I talking about it's like, I think seeing everyone so vulnerable and sharing these moments shows that we've come a long way. Uh, Garcelle hugs Sutton. Good for you. You did it. You did it. You're much stronger than you think. 
so much stronger since we met. Like, who the hell are you? I know, right? I'm the woman with a friggin' horse. I say, I say, I love Santos. Oh, yeah. As the women leave the sacred release ceremony, Kyle stops at vendors as quick as she can. What's the price on this ring? And Erica keeps walking. I'm not interested in shopping. Ah. And Crystal's like, I liked your intention. And Erica's like, oh, to live in the now. And Crystal's like, yeah, I liked yours too. You know, and Erica's like, that's nice. And Crystal goes, I'm sorry I contributed to your pain. And Erica's like, oh, no, sorry. Dorit said this to her. I'm sorry I contributed to your pain. It's not Crystal. It's Eric. It's it's Dorit. And Erica's like, that's okay, honey. Shit happens. That's how you recover. <laughs> In a talking head, Erica's like, I love it when anyone can say, take the chance to say, hey, I'm sorry I misjudged you. I appreciate that. Nobody else has, so thank you so much. I mean, at least she has the balls to do that. Which is Dorit. Like, Dorit, like, you really think Dorit has balls? Like, Dorit gets, like, flustered in normal conversations. Like, Dorit was just saying that to say it. Like, uh, like Erica, give me a break. Dorit's the easiest one of the whole group to apologize to you. Anyways... They're still talking about the ashes flying all over them. And a talking head son's like, well, most didn't get on me at all. With He was known for these great leaps. You know, he leapt over me and got all over those girls. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, we see another uh, flashback to Sutton emptying the box with the arrow indicating the direction of the cloud of mercy into all of their faces. Sutton is in the sprinter band like, well, I'm almost done as your tour guide for the week, ladies. But Manolo, our favorite tour guide, he going to walk us over to our flamenco dinner tonight. Now, well, I've always wanted to learn this dance, the flamenco. You know, it's not ballet, but it's good. Some of the choreography is very sexy, I say, I say but we're going to take it slow because let's face it, these ladies aren't dancers, except for Erica. We get a flashback to when they were practicing earlier at the villa with a local instructor. I, I find it so interesting that they did this practice and we only got like 10 seconds, five seconds of footage. Kyle's running around in circles and pretending to be matadors and bulls instead of paying attention. And then there's Erica, you know, leading them with the, she's the dancer. And Sutton's like, well, she's the queen of dance. Now, I'm not Erica Jane, but we do have Erica Jane with us. They arrive back at the villa. The song plays while the round robin of glam takes place. Garcelle, remember, she brought glam with her. Erica's getting her makeup done by her assistant, Leia, which, by the way, I was talking again on Vanderpump Rules last night that Anne, Tom Sandoval's assistant, has one of the worst jobs in showbiz. But I think Leia has been a long-suffering assistant longer than Anne, and it was her assistant, but now also is like part of her glam team. Anyways, Erica's like, the seaside service, I don't know. I was a little crabby patties about it all. Crabby patties. I love that. I want to, how you feeling today? Well, I'm a little crabby patties, you guys. <laughs> I gotta say, I woke up on the wrong side of the waterbed today. I am crabby patties. I'm here to let it go of the last two years in which I felt misunderstood in the hood, and I don't know. Would I have preferred a moment where everybody sat down and said, hey, you know what? In light of everything that we've seen, we really push it in a weird way. And it was just more like, eh, whatever. And Leia's like, yeah, well, sometimes, you know, they have a hard time with apologies. So it's the lady's fault that they all didn't do a kumbaya apologize to Erica scene. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, I love she escapes danger and yet she still doesn't truly get it. And that's wild. Like you're, you're doing so well with therapy, Erica, like double up your sessions. Erica and I talking to is like, 
Yeah, it still bothers me that I didn't get an apology from everyone. In therapy, you learn that you need to acknowledge your feelings, and that they are true, but you also need to understand that wanting someone else to acknowledge how you feel is never going to happen, so I guess you just got to stop looking for it. And Erica DeLay is like, anyway, that's over. I don't care to talk about it any longer. And Leia's like, on to bigger and better. And Erica's like, on to bigger and better things. And Leia's like, literally, when can I cash my paycheck? It's been months now. Kyle now in her room, sitting on the floor, putting her own makeup on. Kyle is going glam free this trip. And I've got to say, first off, hats off. Second off, do you think, and I know this is so lame, but do you think it's kind of like Morgan inspired? Because Morgan's like, Kyle, I just go, I put a hat and some jeans and a shirt on and I just go out and have a good time. You're beautiful, natural, Kyle. Do you think Morgan Wade inspired the no glam thing? I love it. Anyways, Kyle gets on the, do- uh, the the old FaceTime with her daughter, Sophia and Alexia, and Sophia's wearing Kyle's pink and green sweater that she had on at the tattoo parlor with Morgan. And I would have loved if Sophia was like, Mom, your sweater. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. <laughs> Mom, your sweater smells weird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mom, your sweater smells weird. When's the last time you wore this, Mom? It smells weird. <laughs> smells like that strange cowboy lady you bring in the house. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyways, Kyle's like, How's dad? How's Portia? How's the dogs? Who's eating with dad and Portia? So I don't stress or feel bad. Kyle lets us know in a talking head that she she's starting to be more sensitive without Mo's feeling and how our kids are feeling. And we get a flashback to one month earlier when Kyle was like, I was talking to Sutton and she kept pushing like there was something I was being secretive about. She was talking to Mauricio in the scene and Portia walks in the door and Kyle stops what she's saying. Like, hi, Portia. And Mo's like, so how are you going to handle it? How are you, Kyle? And Kyle whispers, wait until she leaves. Oh, I'm sorry, love bean. Kyle continues in the talking head. And the fact that I'm not there, the girls are out. I worry. It's different for me now. I just feel like everyone's a lot more fragile. Anyways, the girls are like, everything's good. Dad's good. Love you, love you, love you. The women are all dressed in red for their special flamenco dinner, except for Kyle, who comes dressed like an orange. Um, so Kyle's like, I know it's not red. It's not red, red, red. And Sun's like, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Kyle's like, if you saw the dress, and Sun's like, well, do you know this emoji? She does the flamenco pose, and Kyle's like, I didn't know you told me to dress like an emoji. You said to wear red. Well, I sent a text with the emoji girl, Kyle. They show Sutton's text thread that, you know, it's like, hi, everyone, while you're packing for a beautiful trip to Barcelona, Spain, please pack a red dress for our final night. Excitement to come. And then she does seven flamenco dancing emojis, and women of all skin colors. She is a Benetton ad in her text emojis. Kyle and a talking head's like, listen, I know I'm not in a red dress, but trust me, this is better than the other options. You can see my pussy in the other one. <laughs> Anyways, we get a fl- more flashbacks of three days earlier with Kyle unpacking the things from her suitcase into the closet with Dorit. And they're like, remember Dorit's like, Kyle's dressing all skippy. It's, it's, it's scandalous. <laughs> Anyways. Sun's like, well, we're going to have to Photoshop you and color you in red. Um, they make their way out of the courtyard towards the sprinter van. 
None of the women can walk on the cobblestones in their platforms and high heels. They're all tripping and twisting their ankles. And Emery's like, we are baby giraffes learning how to walk on these cobblestones. And Erica's like, this is like a hazard. Ah. Uh, uh-oh, Erica, does the, the cobblestones need to apologize to you? Dorit and I talking to Ed's like, after living in Europe, I'm a child of the world for all those years. You'd think that I'd know how to walk these heels on cobblestone streets. But at least my dolces are having me tripping style. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Her Dolce and Gabbana platforms are $2,495. The camera follows the women, especially Dorit, tripping and falling towards the Sprinter van. Listen, I like this, but I would take Heather Gay, you know, literally pissing and puking on a Sprinter van over this any day of the week. And Dorit's like, this is beyond a death walk. Ooh. And Amory's like, when you get back, you need to like, Two days to sleep. And since like, well, that's not happening because I'm taking my daughter to old Taylor Swift, old T-Swifty. And then Erica's like, my dog and I are going to be asleep. And hopefully some man will come over. That's all I care about. Having some hot sex. I'm Erica Jane. She really just said that. Like, who who are you trying to impress here? Like, who do you, do you think Crystal goes home and is like, oh, my God, Erica's getting hot sex near her dog tonight. Like, what? Like, you could just leave it with I'm just going to be asleep with my dog. You can leave out the like, hopefully some man's going to come up and like gangbang me. Like, what? What are you even talking about? Like, I never believe any of this shit with Erica. Sounds like, well, I'm not going to do that. And Anna-Marie's like, what if you met the man of your dreams? Like, oh my God, be on. Like, and you were just bunkers in love. Would you get married again? And sounds like, well, that's not happening. And Carcel's like, well, I don't think I need the paper. I worked so hard that I want to leave what I can for my kids as opposed to splitting with a man. And Kyle's like, prenup. And Anna-Marie's like, but I get that about like you and you don't want to split that with somebody else. Like, well, not at this point. And Erica's like, why don't you fuck him up and leave him with all your problems? Like my dead man, okay? Erica does paint herself as somebody that has done no wrong. Only wrong is done to her. Her friends do her wrong. Tom does her wrong. Erica is an innocent little angel that likes to get... <laughs> Garcelle's like, well, do we know what the paperwork is that we're signing for? Do we know what your partner's really doing? And Kyle's like, don't you just sign everything, you know, that Marcella says, Anna Marie, like here, baby, sign this. And Anna Marie's like, no. And Kyle's like, what do you say? I'm going to have a lawyer look at this. And she's like, no, I always have the business manager do it. And Kyle's like, well, sometimes I just sign it. And Sutton and the talking head's like, well, no, we're going to go back to marriage 101. Do not sign any document without reading it. And Erica's like, even if you look at it, it doesn't matter because there's so many things that they can, you know, put in. And Sutton and the talking head's like, well, I don't care if you have married the Pope. Do not sign the Pope's document, I say, I say. Also, that's a bad example. I don't think the Pope can get married. Like, I, I don't think that's a, a great example. Sounds like, well, I was close to marrying the Pope once, and it really did come down to paperwork. I just wouldn't sign. He was trying to get in a couple of sneaky things in there. I just wouldn't do it. Kyle and I talking heads like, my husband handles everything. The bills, the taxes, the bills, the taxes, and I sign stuff, and I hope for the best. I love the shop. Erica's sucking in breaths like, oh, God, that's how you get into trouble. It's okay to trust your husband until it's not okay to trust your husband. And Kyle's like, 
my mom is like, don't, no, I was like, my mom is like, don't ever trust a man. But when I hear that voice, sometimes I'm like, well, what is this exactly? What does this mean? The cynic in me is like just signing my whole life away, giving everything up. And she's, then she goes, she goes, ha 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 ha. Kyle's, Kyle's really going through it, man. I will say though, when Mauricio and Kyle, whatever they do, if they officially file for divorce, I do worry about Kyle. Financially, she'll be so set. But I also worry like if if she's going to have to learn how to do all of that shit, it's like my dad having to learn to do like just basic finance stuff now, you know, like just basic bills. And it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's really hard to learn new things. Anyways, the women arrive at their destination and their tour guide, Nolo, he's playing the, he's like, hello, baby. Hello, darling. How are you? And guy's like, come on, star. This song is just for you. Uh-huh. And Manolo's like, come on, we go to the dinner. You're all in red. Ladies in red. And Kyle's like, sort of. They're walking in a group uh, behind the rest. They're still talking about uh, her uh, orange dress that Kyle's wearing. And Dreet in a talking head's like, okay, I know Kyle does not match the rest of us. And she did not get the memo that we needed to wear red. But given her other choices, we flash back once again to Kyle's outfits around Dorit. Thank goodness. She went with the orange. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I need Jagaloo and Phoenix to reach kids to do a fashion review of Kyle's looks this season. Wouldn't you love? They did a fashion review earlier and it was the cutest video I've ever seen. Like it was legitimately funny. Um, they arrive at this restaurant, Tablao de Carmen, and uh, they're meeting the owner, Mimo. And Tablao of Carmen, it's a stage made of wood planks. It's also the venue where you get to see flamenco dancing and Carmen after the very famous flamenco dancer. King Alfonso met her when she was a kid dancing here in this very court- courtyard. You're going to be dancing, she tells the ladies. I understand you've practiced already. And Erica's like, what's up, Brinkley? And Kyle and I talking, it's like, I don't want to perform. I don't know how to do these dances. I'm not even drinking anymore. It's not even like I can have some margaritas and get up there and do a split or anything. What if I break my pussy? <laughs> I do like Kyle, maybe it would be good for you to do a switch split sober just to show us, just to show yourself that you can still do it. You know, like, come on. It's not just the, it's the splits are within you, Kyle. It's not the booze. They're within you. We get flashbacks of Kyle doing splits over and over and over again. Anyways, Manolo's like, we're going to do a Spanish toast. You repeat after me. Okay. And Dorit tries to lead. They're like, oh, I'm going to do it. No, he's like, you repeat after me. Arriba. And they're like, Arriba. Abajo. Al centro, uh, padentro, e padentro. And Kyle's like, that's what Mo would always say. And then Mimo takes him to the show, the stage, the tiny stage where they're going to perform. And the tables are all right there. And Garcelle's like, oh my God, we're going to get on that stage. It's so small. And Manola's like, I prepared different fans for you. And he passes around plastic fans with the restaurant logo. They practice snapping them open. Uh, the server gets their drink orders. They're like tequila, sangria, and three orders. She's like, una Coca-Cola normala, normala. And Kyle is like, oh, no, Coca, Coca, no, no, do. Oh, come on. Do we really? You want a normal Coke? Can we just not say that? She's a child of the world, Kyle. They bring assorted food. It's like a preset menu. Um, They uh, flash back to some of their favorite parts of the trip. And Crystal said it was watching the paella being made because she loves cooking classes. And Kyle said her favorite moment was being so honest and real by the ocean, even though it was emotional, it felt good having that moment. And that's when we flash back to that moment that we just saw 20 minutes ago. Um, Garcelle's uh, Erica says, it's been a long time since I felt like relaxed and good on a trip. But if you think about last year's trip, which was just horrible, 
Aspen girl, oh god, you forgot you're trying to block it out. And we get a flashback to the Aspen trip where the earrings were a big thing of contention. And Erica ended that scene with, I don't give a fuck about anybody else but me. Which, by the way, Erica still feels that way. She just doesn't yell, saying it, you know? The tone has been brought down. Erica goes, Look, we're not going to go home, Pollyanna, and think that everything is fabulous. However, if I were to scale it on a whole, for me, it was much more positive experience than I've had in a long time. I'm Erica Jane. I mean, can we also put it out there that it might be more positive for Erica because Lisa Renna is not there riling it all up? Anna Marie's like, but Erica, earlier today, when we were doing things we wanted to let go of, there was something that was cryptic to me because I don't know, like the history and everything about the group. But Erica, when you were saying that you want to let go of certain things in your life, despite what anybody might say, what does that mean? And we get a flashback to earlier in the episode where she talks about being hurt for the last two and a half years. Well, the last years I was in the group, I felt mischaracterized and very misunderstood. And quite honestly, the morning I woke up and my appeal was reversed. I knew when everybody told me, no, no, I know this is right. And these things will always hurt those. That's what I meant. Yeah. And Garcelle's like, at Eagle Woman's retreat or Dorit's retreat, you said that you weren't sure if you trusted the group. And we get a flashback to three months earlier at Eagle Woman. Erica's like, I don't know if I can trust anybody in this group. Any one of you. I do also want to point out, uh, just to remind everybody, last season, it was Erica's publicist that leaked stories about Kathy Hilton. Remember that? Like, Erica was partly behind that. Like, how could anybody trust Erica, even without the financial shit? And, uh... And the moment when I needed you the most, I was very alone. And Garcelle's like, well, are you feeling a little bit more? I feel more relaxed in this group. Trust is always something. And I've said this from the very first time I met you. It's earned over time. So all you can do is take it step by step. So now the women are in a position where they have to earn back Erica's trust. That's wild. Garcelle and a talking head's like, it's one thing to hear Erica had to say it at the releasing ceremony, but it's another thing to see how deeply she was affected by us. Although we were asking questions, I thought she understood why we were asking questions. We wanted to see her side of it, and we also wanted to see some compassion and empathy from her, but we could have done the opposite and just moved on. And Sun's like, well, okay, well, I won't say this. With that said, I would like to make a toast to Erica. And Erica's she's like, thank you. Okay, thank you. Well, now, some of us didn't receive door invitations to your show. And Garcelle goes, oh, oh. And we get a flashback to two weeks earlier at Kyle's house. And they show us a video of Erica in a slinky baby blue satin dress getting out of a white stretch limo with two Vegas style showgirls wearing very little and feathers on their heads, holding up a giant ticket to bet it all on blonde, the opposite of a golden ticket. And Mikey, who's videoing going, tits up, shoulders back, go. And then we see Kyle squealing in the background. And so I guess she delivered, hand-delivered these invitations to her show. And Sutton's like, well, I want to congratulate you, Eric, on your residency, because I, I know it's a big deal for you. We're all proud of you, and I, I know that we're going to all be there. We'll all be there. And Erica's like, yeah, y'all totally invited. And Sutton, in her talking head's like, well, now as my mother would make me do in elementary school, I had to invite the entire class to my birthday parties, I'll say, I'll say. Do you think Sutton was popular in elementary school, or do you think everybody was forced to invite her to, I don't know. And Erica was like, well, I was going to say, I remember how much support there was on Broadway and how much fun and how nice it was, and you were the one who chartered the plane. Well, I sure did. And we get a flashback to 2020 with Rinna yelling on a private jet, 20... <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, private jet, woo! Sutton and the talking head's like, well, so I'm just saying about that part. We have some work to do. We do, we do. 
Eric and Talking Heads like, you know you're invited. I'm not going to invite everyone, but you come on, James. Sutton just didn't get the special invite. But I will say, like, fucking Sutton chartered a private jet. Like, come on, man. Rena wasn't doing that shit. Anyway, Sutton and Talking Head goes, well, could have, come on, could have gotten an invitation. Just saying. And Gar says, well, like, thank you for this trip, Sutton. And Erica's like, yeah, thank you for the trip. I had a nice time. And Gar says, like, well, I'm glad we could all be here for you. And suddenly the stage comes alive. It's all flamenco dancers. It's all exciting. Uh, and Crystal's smiling. And like, oh, okay, I see why we're here. Because, like, there's, like, a hot guy on stage and Sutton's swooning. It would be great if finally Sutton gets uh, ridden on, like, at the Magic Mike show when she didn't. She's like, I brought my dick riding pants under my flamenco skirt. I got red leather pants. I am ready. Come on. Hop on, old Sutton. Come on. Anyways, Kyle's like, I'm so embarrassed and nervous in front of all these people with professionals up there. God, it's a very small room. I don't know why they're nervous. It's like, come on, you guys. And when you see the actual dance, it's like easy. It's like clap, 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 hands, clap, 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 hands. It's so weird. Like, is she acting like, I don't know what the nervousness is. And Dorit goes, this isn't chickening out. I genuinely, genuinely don't know why I can do it in these dress and shoes. I don't know. And Erica's like, honey. You take off those shoes and you hold off that dress like the other girls. Get it in and stop that shit out. Anyways, Mimo is like up on stage. She's like, we've got special VIPs. Guests we invite to the stage for a little bit. And Kyle's like, I'm in orange. I don't have to go. It's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Um, so they get up all on stage and it's a small stage, like I said, and the guitar begins. The instructor stands in front of them and claps, showing them the stomp. So it's like clap, clap, stomp, clap, clap, stomp, clap, clap. It's so easy. And suddenly they're talking about it, it's like, well, I never thought I'd get emotional about these women, but it makes me nuts. But at the end of the day, I do love them. I do. I do love them. I say, I say, and I, I want us to stay happy like this forever. Harkens back to, uh, Kyle's iconic line from a couple of seasons ago. We were all just so happy that day. Sutton and the talking head continues where well, we're laughing. We're having fun. We're sharing things about ourselves that we never shared before. We're getting through problems and relationships individually. I say, I say as a group and it's so good. Nothing's more important than friendship because friends become your family. And right now this is my family. and I love it. I say, I say, and they finish this dance, and Dreet's like, oh, my God. Oh. Sutton says to the audience, well, thank you for everything. And Kyle's like, I'm sorry. We're so sorry. It's fine. It's cute. It's like, anyways, now we're back in Beverly Hills, and the song is so weird. It's like, good morning. Good morning. Come on in. Come on in. I see you peeking through my windows. And I was like into the song until it said, see you peeking through my windows. It was like, y'all watching me get dressed and shower. Like, what? We're at Garcelle's house. We kind of do a round robin thing. The assistant Taz is opening a box um, in the mail. Garcelle ordered a pair of Gianvito Rossi Crystal Crush shoe shoes for $1,850. Garcelle. Like they mail shit like that in the mail? That's pricey. And then the song continues. Good morning. Good morning. Come on in. Come on in. And we go over to Crystal's house. And Crystal is with her kids, Max and Zoe. And this is very cute. Max is helping Zoe with math problems. Uh, I completely, I just, I have not done actual math in so long that I just, 
I think I just blanked out or had a stroke or something. I was like, I, what numbers? No, no. And then the song goes on. Good morning. Good morning. Come on in. Come on in. And now we're at a dance studio and Erica's practicing with male dancers. Mikey's on the mi- microphone, walking them through each step. Kings right. Bam. Now Queens left bound. Drop down. Yep. Is this why you have to drop me in the split? Yes. Well, drop down. And she slams down in the splits. Erica fades out. Still got it. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. And then the song starts popping. Let's get loco tonight. And we're at Kyle's house and she's in the kitchen opening packages that she purchased online. She's like, yeah, so cute. And then Dorita arrives and comes in the house. They greet each other, you know, like, oh, you look good. You look good. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Kyle's like, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I just thought I'd pop by. And Kyle's like, I'm so tired. I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. That's that's the Dorit effect. No, Dorit's like, I'm struggling. So I have to break out a Coca-Cola. She's back on American style. So she's saying the American name for Coca-Cola. And Kyle's like, well, that used to be my thing. But I also haven't had a soda in almost 10 months. And Dorit's like, oh, wow. It's good for you. Is it? And Kyle's like, what's going on? Should we sit in your little sitting area? Yeah, okay, let's sit in there. Oh, this is a beautiful room, Kyle. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Kyle's like, everyone calls it my room because Mauricio took that one as his office and that was my favorite room. I'm going to divorce him now. And Dorit's like, speaking of, how are things with you and Moster? Most, Moster? Um, good, you know. I've been seeing a therapist. And we flash back to a session with Kyle's therapist where he's like, okay, so where are you guys at these days? And Kyle's like, we acknowledge that we've been working too much and I'm um, talking, t- you know, taking a lot on. And then Kyle says to Dorit, so I've been talking to him on my own and Mo joined in. Great. How did it go? I don't know. Dorit in a talking head goes, the truth is recently one of my best friends seems to be as disconnected as possible. Ooh. We get a flashback to a ride in the car earlier, three weeks earlier. And Dorit's like, how come I don't know all of these movies and things you're doing, Kyle? And Kyle's like, well, I forgot to tell anybody. I really, I really do. I feel like an afterthought. Oh, well, I guess I have to put your initial on my body for you to actually care. Anyway, beep, boop, 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 boop. And Dorit's like, I just... I just want to be there for Kyle. I want her to know that she has support. I love her and I'm here for her. I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Like, don't pull this shit on somebody that's going through this many changes. Don't like say in a car of like, I feel like an afterthought. I hate when fucking like so-called friends do that to you. I think that is the shittiest thing ever. You know, be there, like let her, let, let them know that you're there for them, but to feel like, I feel like it. So this is about you then. It's not about them. This is about how they've made you feel. Be honest about it. Like, say it with your whole chest. It's weird. Like, I just want Kyle to know I love and support her. Then let her know and move on. And she'll she'll be there for you. Friendships have seasons. Don't ruin it. Kyle's like, we never fight, man. Well, we don't get into fights. And I mean, if we do get in an argument and fight, it's me. But the bad side of that is you're not communicating, you know? So often it's like something will bother one of us. And it's like, we'd rather just be peaceful and not deal. And then we get a flashback to three months earlier where Kyle's like, I told your mom you had a tattoo. And Mo's like, what is wrong with you, love bean? She doesn't care. And then Mo walks out of the room. Like, that was a wild scene, like at the beginning of the season, remember? And Kyle's like, I am more that, I am more the one that will say, you know, this upsets me. And I have that fiery side where he's more like, just wants to be peaceful all the time. But that's not always a good thing. Right. So, and then you add in the traveling and our work schedules. And then we get a flashback to the scene from three months ago where Mo's like, well, I'm supposed to go to Portugal during Portia's spring break. I don't know if you guys all want to go to Portugal and we'll make it fun like a family. I have stuff I have to do here. I don't think I'm going to be able to go anywhere like that. 
Didn't she just go to Barcelona? Anywho, Drake goes, traveling took, took such a toll on us, Kyle. Yeah, because it's not just what the, that they're away. With that comes a lot of different things, things that are not here for, things that are missing out on. Why do you accept going away that long? Why does this meeting take so long? Why do you get home so late from the meeting? Kyle and I talking heads like, I almost feel like he thinks, give Kyle some time and she'll get over it and she'll be fine. But I'm telling him, I'm a lot more than that. We need help. Kyle tells Dorit, and he has to say yes to more things because, you know, the agency expanding so much. And then we get a flashback to two weeks earlier with Mauricio and Kyle's like, where are you off to right now? Well, I've got two second, second showings. Got it. Are you going to come with me or not? To the buying Beverly Hills buying event? Yeah, maybe. Um, 50-50? And Kyle's like, 7 to 11. That's so past my bedtime. Well, you don't have to. And Kyle's like, and then I could see him on these phone calls worried about the agency. This happened or that happened. And, you know, it's like his child, you know, and whatever was going wrong, he would do everything he could, like all of his energy to fix that. So I'm like, if we're having an issue, why can't you give that energy that you give to the company to me? Kyle's like, I've supported him through everything since day one when he had nothing. And when I told him we were in trouble and I need you to work through this with me and I needed to feel like that I was a priority and that we were a priority. And Dree goes, I mean, would you say this is one of the hardest moments? Yes. Yeah. And then Kyle and I talking head goes, if there's no effort made or put into us, we're not going to end up together. We're not going to survive this. And then Dorit's like, oh, I wanted you to share, but not that much. Jesus Christ. Next time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Sutton's on her second date with Steve. And Steve's like, I really like your purse. What is that? Celine? Like Celine Dion makes purses now. And Sutton's like, you're a fucking idiot. And then Dorit on FaceTime with PK. It's Mother's Day this weekend. When do you think you're coming back? Well, I'm going to be back as soon as I can. You're not my mother. Oh, damn, PK. And then a scene with Kyle and Mauricio where it's like, even though we've been so good about talking in these sessions, I still find that I'm like, well, I really want to talk about this. When are we meeting with Jamie next? Well, it becomes fun. Well, I wouldn't say it's fun. Well, I mean, I wasn't laughing in those sessions. And then a scene with Garcelle and Erica and the ladies and Garcelle goes, I didn't want you to fall, Erica, but I had an opinion and I'm going to stick by that forever. And Erica crying, going, It never had to be that way. I'm You guys, we did it. Oh my God, the shortest recap ever. And it was still an hour and 15 minutes. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me. Thanks for listening to all the episodes. And if you didn't, what the hell is wrong with you? Go back and check them out. And then uh, I'm doing another episode on Patreon this weekend. I will be talking about The Traitors, the new episode of The Traitors. I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for this week. And uh, yeah, I'll see you bright and early on Monday, if not for the Pop Culture Roundup. Bye. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.